Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. Hello, welcome to Event Up, the place to get the latest and greatest in event industry news, ideas, and topics. In this episode, we'll be discussing all things communications and advice we would give to our younger selves. Today, I'm joined by Anu Rao, Vice President of Communication with Moy Hennessy North America. She has over 20 years as a strategic communications leader Anu has spearheaded high-level marketing and communication strategy for marquee wines and spirits and lifestyle portfolios, including Moe Hennessy, Bacardi, Diageo, and Pernod Ricard, as well as Pepsi, Heineken USA, Puma, and Johnson Johnson. Anu leads enterprise-level development and implementation of a broad range of high-impact communications program, events, and partnerships from external multi-brand national program to internal employer brand, company culture, and DI initiatives. And she was recently named PR Weekly's 2021 Woman to Watch. So I'm so excited to have her here today. Thank you for joining Thank us, you. Anu. Thank you for having me, Amanda. Man, when you read that, I, I feel like I almost feel like tired. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, I need to do more. She's so accomplished. <laughs> Can't believe I did all that. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for, for having me and, and for such a warm intro. I was so excited when my team told me, you know, you say yes to coming on to our podcast, not only just because you're such an amazing woman. You know, I've been following you secretly thank on you. LinkedIn. Well, not so secretly because it's public. <laughs> but <laughs> just all your work that you do as well as, you know, even in the DEI space, right? And as a woman in leadership space. So I'm so excited to get our conversation started today. Me too. Me too. Can't wait. Yeah. And I'm a big champagne drinker. So that's, that's a bonus. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe there might be a surprise for you later. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so how did you get started in this industry, Anu? Wow. Um, you know, quite, I don't, maybe a lot of people say this, maybe not, but quite by accident. Um, I, you know, was, I went to, I'm from Philadelphia. Um, my parents are, are immigrants from India. And um, I went to, to George Washington University, kind of just trying to figure it out. Um, couldn't really sort of understand what major I wanted to have. It came to a point where it was like, okay, you have to decide. Um, you know, I was already a junior. I had, I needed to figure it out. So I was like, hmm, what's general? Okay. Communications. And then, you know, I'd always had, always had an interest in, in people and psychology and how minds work and how we behave. And so sociology was, you know, obviously another interest. So I majored in comms and I minored in soch. And then, um, you know, I took a PR class in college, uh, that now there's an entire communication school at George Washington university, by the way. But when I was there, I took one PR class and it was really interesting to me. It was kind of this, 
emerging, you know, uh, business function, you know, if I can even date myself that much. Um, and I was like, I want to do that. Um, and I knew that I wanted to move to New York. It was just the only place I had ever wanted to be. And so I said, done. And I came and I started out working on the agency side in, you know, the 2000s in New York. And it was just an amazing life. Um, and really started, um, I started actually in high tech PR and it wasn't exactly an area of interest necessarily, um, but I was very good at getting press. And I realized I really loved the reward of, you know, getting press coverage and having my client's stories told and being able to tell that story and shape that story. And so I really started becoming very much a storyteller, you know, early on. And then I ended up sort of, you know, kind of shifting over to the lifestyle space, you know, a lot of celebrity, you know, I worked for some celebrity publicists, I did, um, you know, a number of freelance projects, and then I landed um, a gig in an agency overseeing PR for, um, for the Heineken business, and then I went to another agency, so I really, you know, I did that for a long time on the agency side, and it was just an amazing world, um, and if anyone wants to really cut their teeth in comms and PR and events, you got to do agency. Because if you haven't, you don't know the half of it. Um, you know, you, you're just executing, you're ideating, you're working across different clients and on different brands. And so it was just such an amazing experience. And then, um, you know, I had the opportunity to, to go in-house at Moat Hennessy, where I've been for about six years um, in different roles. But and it was just, you know, um, the pinnacle of a place to be for me. I was just like, absolutely. And um, I was able to head up uh, communications for Belvedere for a while. And then now I'm, you know, on the corporate side for North America across portfolio. Um, and it's just been an amazing life, an amazing journey. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I always say I got into this business because I just like to have fun. <laughs> And I want to uh, be a conduit of fun for other people, um, you know, and, and in my personal life, I'm, you know, very, you know, you know somewhat serious, you know, I, I'm, you know, obviously social justice, you know, advocate and, and warrior, you know, it's in my blood, my, my grandfather, you know, fought in the, um, in, in Gandhi's army for, for, you know, freedom and in, in India and independence, the independence movement. And so it's like, it's in me to be that, but like, for my work, I was like, you know what, I'm going to lighten it up. And uh, so I've, you know, absolutely loved just, you know, doing events and, and getting press and telling stories and just, you know, having this amazing life. It's been fantastic. That's so incredible. I mean, I just came back from Washington, D.C. and we oh, saw amazing. the Martha Luther King Monument. And honestly, just being that presence, like it was so inspiring. Yes. Right? And seeing that and like looking at the White House and I don't know, I just it really took my breath away. So it's so interesting to hear that background that you're a warrior in addition to all these other things that we read about. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, um, it's amazing when you get to, you know, talk about your story and your journey because it kind of also solidifies it for me every time, you know, wow, it's, it's, it's just been such a great life. And, you know, New York is such a wonderful city and, um, and I just, you know, I grew up in this business and it's just been, yeah, it's just been a joy. 
you must be a fantastic storyteller because from one PR class to this, that's awesome. <laughs> and communication, you know, honestly, is such a broad field, yes. right? Like you yes. said, now there's a whole school for it versus just one PR class at George um, in your previous university. But then it's such a broad field. What do you think is the most important part of communication? I know you talked about PR and storytelling, like, and why does that really matter? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, <clears throat> yes, PR is one aspect um, of a very, very important and broad function. Um, I mean, I think communications is, you know, it's evolved, it has been evolving, um, it continues to evolve, but it's, it's really about, um, it really is about storytelling and, and telling stories and finding ways to position and um, share stories about brands, clients, um, you know, whether it's B2B or B2C or, you know, whatever the sort of sector, it's this critical function of telling the story and letting people know what it is you do, what's your purpose, why it matters, what's your place in the world. Um, and so, you know, I, I love to see communications getting its shine, you know, especially in the last few years, because it really can be, you know, a strategic arm in, in all functions versus, you know, what it kind of tends to be, which is just like a support of the other stuff. Um, you know, it's hugely strategic. It's all about big picture thinking. It's all about, um, you know, coining the right, um, you know, narratives and uh, positioning for, for a brand story or a personal story. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it matters because it's the way that we reach audiences. It's the way that we tell, um, you know, we shout from the rooftops about, you know, who we are and, and doing it in a strong and like synthesized and simple to understand way is a, is a critical skill. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think that's why it matters. And you guys really bring the communication really brings that brand to life, right? Like kind of what you're saying, like all these storytelling, because a simple product, but through your storytelling, it really brings, sometimes there's like behind the scenes story, why the product was started. You know, there's so many different spectrum of how, uh, whether a service or product starts. You know, yeah. I think it's a same, similar mindset for those of us that are in events. Right? Especially at our agency, we don't just do events for the heck of doing events. Like for us, it's all about building an experience and really bringing that brand to life. And I feel like with really good communication with leaders and talent like you, that really comes through and it makes yeah. it impact. It does. I mean, it's, you know, and, and especially, you know, increasingly, it's much more about, you know, purpose and meaning, right? Like if, if those two things don't exist for a brand or, you know, a story that you're trying to tell or a person or, you know, anything that you're trying to sort of communicate around, it falls flat. And with, you know, events, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it's an extension of that, you know, where one is an extension of the other, right? It's sort of circular. It's like an event is meant to, to convey these messages in a way that you can tactile, you know, that's tactile and that you can smell and feel and um, you know, emotionally connect to, right? That's the other thing, emotion. There needs to be some kind of connective emotion, some connectivity to the story. Otherwise it doesn't, it doesn't land. So, so yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. 
I'm so jealous. That's not, the one thing I always wish I, I could be a better communicator. So constantly learning ways to do that. Oh no, this is, you know, this is, well, this is an amazing platform. So definitely don't, um, don't downplay that. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you, Nu. What is a project that you championed Moe Hennessy that really took off? I'm sure there's a lot, but what is that one that you're like, ah? Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, you know, I've been in different roles, so it's, you know, there's there's been different kinds of, I guess, um, programs or projects that I could talk about. Um, you know, definitely you know, one of the things that stands out to me is <clears throat> when I was on the Belvedere um, team, which is the global team, you know, working on a program that was, this was in, you know, 2016, 2017, um, working on a program that was about creating a beautiful future. And what was that beautiful future? It was, you know, inclusion, equity, um, you know, sharing and, and, and amplifying voices of people who aren't heard, right? And it was kind of like a little bit, I mean, these are basic concepts, you know, but in terms of marketing, right, it was a little bit ahead of its time. It was really, really cool. I mean, I think it was something that now everybody's doing, right? Oh, everything, you know, it kind of becomes a little bit of a trend, but that was amazing. And that was a partnership with Janelle Monet. That was, you know, fantastic. And then um, I would say, you know, recently, truthfully, a lot of my, the sort of rewarding wins um, have been internally, you know, um, you know, I started this role in at the, when the pandemic hit literally, um, and just being able to almost without thinking, you know, just lead, um, in terms of, you know, bringing the company together, bringing the employees together, you know, getting people connected, you know, via zoom, to talk about the things that were happening in the world, right? These horrific things, the pandemic, you know, George Floyd, you know, et cetera, et cetera, really having, really pulling together the community of, of you know, Moet Hennessy was hugely rewarding and having an impact on, an actual impact on the culture to shift sort of this potential way of you know, not talking about issues and not, you know, talking about politics and being very, and of course we're not out there, you know, talking about politics, but, you know, the internal sort of like breaking down of silos and walls and having real discussions with, you know, people being emotional and creating these safe space environments, you know, was, was hugely rewarding. So I would say that's probably the biggest one um, as of late. Wonderful. I mean, I, I, you're so active, right? I think it's, I love, but that's what I love about you when I was, you know, looking and following you again, <laughs> that you're not in addition to just a great leader, but you also kind of, you have so many different spectrum of what you kind of champion and you're just beyond just a communications leader, right? You're also a DI and just, and then it really does matter because people need to be able to hear these voices and see that, oh, this is, you know, there are other people that look like me that's at these positions that are shining that I can aspire to, right? I think there's, I forgot the author's name, but he talks about like different levels of leaders. You know, first letter, level is inspiration. And then there's another one. And then the pinnacle of it is aspirational. Mm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like that's what we strive to be, you know? And 
That's totally. where I see you at. So that's Thank so you. awesome. Yeah, I mean, one. Of, it's interesting you say that. I mean, it's not you know rocket science, but one of one of my you know main things with communications in terms of strategy is inform you know informing and inspiring because a lot of times people just inform you know, especially internally and, you know, with email or whatever, like you're just informing people of what's happening. Like people just associate comms with information, but the reality is it's about inspiration and making sure, you know, you're moving people to either act or feel or something. So the inspiration piece is huge. So we talked a little bit about the project you champion how about in terms of your, I want to, my next question is what is the pinnacle of your career so far? And I say so far, because I'm sure there's a lot more to come, but so far. You know, what's crazy is, man, that is such a hard, that is such a hard thing. Uh, the pinnacle, I, I sort of feel like I have two pinnacles, if that's even a possibility. Um, the first is that, you know, during my agency life, I actually took a hiatus and had my own business. Um, that was for about three years. I had a, a PR consultancy um, called Face PR. And my main client was this really beautiful Austrian vodka um, that no one had heard of and probably have nerve since, but it was called Oval. And I did this huge event in New York around Obama's election, and it was called the Oval Office. And it was my own thing. It was my own business. I produced the whole thing, shoestring budget. Um, and we were on the front page and it wasn't, you know, the New York Times, but we were on the front page of, of Metro New York, which was a publication, you know, that doesn't exist anymore. But it was basically a New York daily. And, um, you know, with Obama having won and this picture of this oval vodka martini. And it was just amazing. I just couldn't believe it. And I, you know, that was it was more of an amazing experience, but it felt like the pinnacle of my career at the time. And then in conjunction with that, I was actually, you know, launching my business, turning 30. It was this whole crazy moment. And it just was this amazing apex of all of the experience that I'd had, but like, you know, building equity in myself. So that felt really amazing. So I would say that was one pinnacle. And that was, that was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say how old I am now, but that was a long time ago. Um, and then I think the second one, um, for me is, is being on an executive team, actually being at the C-suite table, even though I'm not, you know, necessarily a C, uh, let's just be clear, I'm a, I'm a VP, but, but sitting at the table and having the conversations and being a part of the community that makes the decisions and having people want my perspective at that table um, was absolutely a pinnacle because that's never been the case. Um, you know, for a lot of people like me, right. Uh, you know, women, women of color, um, and, you know, wines and spirits is traditionally a very male heavy, very white space. So I've always had to kind of like claw my way through it and to get to that place felt really good. So that was another one. 
And thank you. But you know what, because of you, and I always say these to, you know, different leaders, because of what you do, you kind of open the doors for future generations of what's possible. I hope so. I hope so. Right? Yeah. It's funny because when I meet like the even older generation, they will say, oh my gosh, back then I was the only woman, like, and literally they were like the only one. So I always see it's improving, right? Now I see a lot more, but I know in the C-suite, they still need to work on that. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting you say that because- you know, mentor, you know, once in being in this place, you know, what I've found is a lot of joy in mentorship. And, you know, it's, it's something that I feel like I was kind of always doing sort of unconsciously, but to very deliberately try to be a mentor, you know, as part of different programs, you know, I'm in, I'm in an organization called ColorCom, which I'm on the board of, which is to advance, you know, women in communications, women of color in communications. Amazing, amazing organization. Um, and I've done a number of mentorship programs and it's like, it's just so rewarding to like pay it forward. And so that's another great, you know, opportunity or, or pinnacle, if you will, of like being in the place now to actually impart, you know, some knowledge um, to those coming up, you know, behind me. So it's been great. So I would say with that, for those of you that, you know, have the opportunity, you're a different see a different level, please be a mentor to someone else, kind of how a new has paid forward. We just need more women to kind of step up and do that, right? And for those of you that are perhaps just starting or mid-career, find a mentor. You know, I think it's never too late. I also have mentors and at different stages of my life, I had different mentor. And I don't just have one, I have different one for different purpose. You know, and I think it's so healthy and kind of you, get advice from someone who's kind of walked the walk and kind of experienced it, right? But I think it's so crazy, right? Even the advent of social media and all of that, right? It was just, we lived through that. And now it's just the world is bursting open again. So it's an interesting time for sure. So Anu, you do so much. What do you do to unwind and practice self-care? Um... Yeah. I mean, I, you know, look, I, I have a a three-year-old. I know that, you know, it might not seem like that's necessarily (laughs) self-care to some people, but um, you know, she, she just brings, you know, an inordinate amount of joy into our lives. And I think that, you know, being able to be with her and really see her grow and spend time with her while doing all these other things has been an enormous sense of self-care. I mean, I used to be pregnant on the train at seven o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to get into the office. And I literally cannot believe I was doing that. You know, you look back and you're just like, wow. And I think now this idea of balance in your life and just being able to like go to the office and see people and hang, you know, and, and, and meet people and meet and do meetings and collaborate and but then be able to kind of stay home the next day and and recuperate and just do your thing and be with you and you know it's I think that's been really an, an amazing form of self-care um and beyond that um you know I am a huge lover of you know any Netflix show any prime show HBO Max I mean you name it there's it's such a way to veg. It's just like the greatest way to veg is I'm a couch potato. Like after seven, like I'm pretty much a couch potato. So unless I'm going out for an event or meeting up with a friend, 
you know, I'm hanging out with my husband on the couch and, and watching something. And that's a really, really great way to, um, to unwind and chill. Um, but, you know, hopefully we're going to have more vacations. My, 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 my daughter did just get her passport, which is fantastic. She's three. Um, so we can finally, you know, go somewhere internationally. So I'm excited about that. And, um, have never been in, you know, huge into like, you know, the, uh, I think exercise is the other one. Um, I would say, you know, really taking that minute to like that 45 minutes for me to just like do that, um, and making sure I prioritize it. That's, that's the other one that keeps me, you know, sane and calm, but, um, but yeah, no, I think those are, those are my self-care. Those are some great tips. (laughs) Very good. So I have to ask, because you mentioned Netflix, what shows are you binging on? Okay. So let's see. Right now I'm watching the fourth season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is all right. Um, But Bridgerton, obviously, I just watched, which was amazing and so great to see these powerful and beautiful South Asian women on the screen. I was just, it's just, uh, it's mind boggling and I love it. I just watched a couple documentaries. I watched the Abercrombie one, which was pretty crazy. Um, and um, the Von Dutch one is really crazy too. <laughs> These two old 90s brands, um, it's 90s, 2000s brands. Um, so I've been into that. Yeah, those are last last few things. And then yeah, some other ones, but yeah. Yeah, definitely keeping up on my shows. So many great shows. The Bridges of Ball is actually in Los Angeles right now. So oh I keep God. seeing it on our feed, like my friends would go and they're like, dress up and go oh through the God, whole experience. So cool. Yeah, and it was like, it's pretty surreal, you know, because I also, like you, I'm a fan. So I'm just like, yeah. oh my gosh. And they that really have so to cool. get their husband committed to go too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the hard part, getting the husband to buy in. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That's and awesome. Yeah. What advice, I love this one. What is, what advice, what are some advice you would give to your younger self? You know, I thought about this so much. Um, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, there's not one thing I would change. Um, you know, I always said I had a kid really late, but I had this 20 years in the city, living my life, working, going to events, just having the best time and just becoming me and just growing into my career. And so I wouldn't change it for the world. So there's nothing that I would change. I think the biggest piece of advice that I would give me at a younger, younger age is to always, you know, remain um, composed and, and keep the faith that, you know, it's going to work out. And it's okay if you take detours, you know, nothing is going to uh, shatter, you know, the journey that you're on as long as you, you know, stay the course and keep going. Um, I think that, you know, many times I felt like I need to get promoted and I need to have a new title and I need this and I need that. And it's like, sometimes you just need to learn. Like you actually just need to like absorb and learn and maybe take roles that are, a lateral move, but give you amazing learning in a different area, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I genuinely believe that. And I would do that now. Um, if I, if I, you know, so was so inclined, um, but 
I think that's my biggest thing. Don't get caught up kind of in that. Um, if I don't climb the ladder or something's going to happen, you know, just live your life, stay the course. Your life is long. I know people say life is short, but I would say life is long. Uh, you know, life is long. You got time, right? Like don't, what are you rushing to the top for? Um, so, you know, take it easy, learn, absorb it all. And, and I think I, I did that, but I think I, I also tried really hard to kind of like be that person that was like getting ahead really quickly. And it's, it's okay. Like it's all right. You're gonna be fine. You know, that, that would be the advice that I would give, you know, my younger self or my daughter at some point when she is, is getting to that, which, you know, isn't soon, thank God. But anyway. <laughs> and I feel like it always turns out okay, right? Sometime you think at the moment, you're just like so frustrated, but then it actually is like a blessing in disguise. And if anything, it makes you an even more well-rounded leader. Exactly. Right? And I agree and, and totally. And I think the other thing that I, I meant was wanted to have said was own your, like own your failures, right? Own them and, and, and wear them, wear them like a badge because truthfully everybody fails and everybody falls down and that vulnerability and that relatability, you know, helps you, you know, use your identity as an asset, right? I'm, I always thought my identity wasn't an asset you know, oh my God, let me just kind of fit in. Let me just sort of meld into this crazy male dominated, white dominated world. Um, and then suddenly it was, you know, like, wow, my perspective is different. The way that I think about things are different. Um, I offer a new point of view that could shift and actually have a business impact um, on how you market a product or how we're talking about XYZ or how we're storytelling about this, who our target is. So that's another one, own your failures and, and use your identity as an asset. I love that. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Any additional tips you want to share with the audience? I guess more specifically, if people are in interested in getting into the industry, yeah, yeah, no, I would say, um, like I said, I'm a huge fan of starting at the agency side. You know, there's always time to get into corporate. So, <laughs> and and not everybody wants to do that, but I do think a lot of times people are like, I want to work with like, the biggest brand. And it's like, you know, there's amazing agencies and you just get such well-rounded experience and knowledge. So if you really want to get started, I would go the agency route. Um, you know, either an experiential agency or a PR agency or any kind of communications agency, but a place where you can get a vast knowledge of different kinds of businesses and clients to really then understand, you know, what sort of path do you want to go down? Um, and I, I love your idea because I didn't do this, but yeah, find mentors, find people that you can connect with and really learn. Um, and that, you know, and that can eventually can help you. You know, um, if, I definitely didn't do that. I don't know. How, I mean, I've just recently started learning how to ask for help. I feel like I never was good at that, um, but definitely ask for help. I would say, but yeah, I would say get started on, on the agency side. That's my point of view. That's a great advice though, because in the agency, you are exposed to so many brands. Like you said, the vast knowledge, right? Versus when you work with, on the corporate side, you're one brand. Yep. Yeah. So that's, yep. that's really great. And I really feel like that's 
the foundation to your success. You're right, because then now, you know, you're more well-rounded. That's exactly. it, This has been so amazing. I wrote down some of my favorite key takeaways, right? Communication is about storytelling. You inform and inspire. I, I think that was so, so powerful. And another thing that really stood out is building equity in yourself. That's such a great one for, I think, anybody. It doesn't matter if you're just starting out your career or, you know, if you're in a top leadership position, I think constantly, if you build equity, no one is going to let you go, right? Because yeah. you build that value. And then, of course, the very last one, the own your failures and use your identity as an asset. <laughs> love it. Love it. So many pearls of wisdom. Thank you, Anu. Thank um, you. I guess Thank the you. last question is just, what's the best way for the audience to get in touch with you? I am on LinkedIn. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely active on LinkedIn. And that's a good way to, to hit me up. And, and I try my hardest to get back to everybody. I don't always succeed, but I, uh, I try my hardest. So that's, a, that's probably the best platform to reach me on. This has been truly amazing today. So I just want to thank you for joining us and really sharing all your pearls of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and even considering me uh, uh, for the for the broadcast and and um, Amanda, congratulations on everything that you're doing and you're just moving and grooving and shaking and rattling up the industry. So I love it and um, I hope to see more. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode of Event Up. If your company is looking to level up your event experience, we are your solution. We do all the work, you take all the credit. Give us a call. Don't forget to share and subscribe for more episodes. If you like what you heard today, please share with a friend. We look forward to connecting with you next time. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.